Welcome to the Encounter Community Church Podcast, where we take God's Word and look at how we can utilize, practically apply it, and implement it into our lives. Welcome back to the Encounter Community Church Podcast. My name is Ken Ballard Jr. I am the pastor here at Encounter Community Church, and I missed you guys last week. Right now, we are in that point of church responsibilities where taxes are due, where uh, W-2s are done, have to get done, tax contribution records have to get done. So let's just say I was a little bit inundated with tax stuff (laughs) last week. So unfortunately, I wasn't able to record the podcast, but... I am glad to be back now, and I am also excited to say that my Buccaneers are in the Super Bowl, baby. That's right. Now, for those of you who don't love football, thank you for just being there with me in this moment (laughs) and allowing me to have the opportunity just to be able to be in the spirit of the Super Bowl, because I am, I am, I'm shocked that my Buccaneers are there. And just to let you know, I'm, I'm a real fan. Like anyone that knows me knows that I am a real fan of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's not that I started liking the, the Buccaneers when Tom Brady came on board. I am not a Tom Brady knight, <laughs> I, if that's a word, which I, it's it's not, but I'm just gonna make it. I am not. I am not on the Tom Brady wagon or anything like that. I've, anyone that knows me knows that I have liked the Buccaneers for years, through good and bad. So much so that it's always interesting when I'm walking down the street and I just happen to have just a couple of Buccaneer attire. Pair of socks, three, four jerseys, two t-shirts, a long sleeve t-shirt, two hoodies, three beanies, <laughs> yeah. uh, and and yes, I do have buccaneer face mask. <laughs> I have to admit that as well. But it's always interesting. When I would be in the store or something like that, and I would have my Buccaneer gear on, and you could see, like, a person would look up to me and go, hey, Buccaneer fan, hey, I'm one too. And all of a sudden, we have this connection that we share with one another. And usually that connection was, man, I'm sorry. (laughs) Our Buccaneers are not so good this year. So to be at a point, we're A, we have not been to the playoffs in almost 20 years uh, since the last time we've been to the playoffs. So, I mean, that's pretty significant. But to not only to make the playoffs, but to actually make it to the Super Bowl is also pretty significant. And I don't know. I don't know if we will win or not. Uh, you'll see what my response is next week. <laughs> I might go into depression if we lose. Might not even record a podcast next week. No, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'll be here. I'll be here. But I just might be bitter. <laughs> so hopefully the Bucks will win and I'll be better. <laughs> and I don't know. You know, they, they've won some games that I didn't expect. Honestly, like I said before, I didn't expect them to be there uh, during the season. 
there was only one team with a really good playoff record that they had beaten. That was the Green Bay Packers. And to beat them again in the playoffs is pretty phenomenal. But other, up until then, I just didn't think they could pull it out. But they have. So it's, it's been great to just watch and just see where this will go. And it'll be fun. Hopefully, we'll end this year with a Super Bowl championship. For those of you that may not know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this year, because they every year they 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 randomly select where the well, not necessarily randomly, they they have a process that they go through, and they select where the Super Bowl is going to be, and and they do that well ahead of time. And this year, it just happens to be at Raymond James Stadium. So that this year, the Buccaneers will be the very first ever home team to play in the Super Bowl. Pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. I mean, to play at their home stadium, which is pretty amazing as well. And it was something I dreamed about at the beginning of the year, how cool it would be. But again, never thought it would be here. But here's the thing that's really interesting. And and I'm going to get to what I'm talking about today. I'll stop because some of you are lamenting the fact that I'm talking about the Buccaneers way too much. Uh, For those of you that are Packers fans, Saints fans, you know, I understand. <laughs> Sorry, that was an evil laugh, wasn't it? <laughs> but, I, but I've been there before. I've had my heart broken plenty of times by the Buccaneers. So I feel your pain. But with that, as I said before, I, I just never thought the Buccaneers would be here. And I think the main reason why is because of what I talked about before. They, they had never really, they had beaten other teams that they were supposed to beat. But when it came to beating teams of quality, you didn't really see that over the course of the season. But one of the things that they like to say is, well, this is a long season. So you, you never know when it's going to happen. And sometimes the chemistry just gets right and you just happen to peak at the right time and things just tend to go your way. And it seems like that's the case for the Buccaneers. But, but the reason why I say all that is because it really ties into what we talked about last week. We wrapped up our series that we've been doing called Launching the New You. And if you've missed any of the series, please go back. You can watch the live, you know, the, the live stream or the, the, the video replay on our website, on Facebook, as well as on YouTube. You can also listen to podcasts. Unfortunately, I was able to record one last week, but you can listen to the previous ones to hear what I shared as well. And remember what we like to say is that we like to try to put our, our virtual service as well as the podcast together. And once the virtual services you know, we're able to meet once again, the services and the podcast. We like to put those together to create a complete idea, a complete thought for the week. And, and so this week we talked about something that's really missing in our society. And, and what is it? It's grit. It's grit. And, and basically what grit is, is it's, it's the ability to be able to hang in there. I had a chance to watch a, a TED Talk once. and it was, There was a woman named Angela Duckworth. And she talked about the need for grit. And she talked about how important it is to have in students. And she actually gave a definition of grit. And she basically said, grit is the perseverance and passion to achieve long-term goals. The perseverance and passion to achieve long-term goals. And and I want to emphasize long-term goals. Because in order for you to get to that point where you achieve a long-term goal, that means you have to sometimes hit short-term challenges during that process. 
And those challenges can really make or break your ability to be able to achieve those goals. Whether your goals is, are, are composed of a greater intimacy in your relationship with God, or maybe your goals are trying to change the way that you act, the way that you think, the way that you feel, the way that you respond. Maybe it's connected to that. Maybe you have some type of career goal. It, it doesn't really matter exactly what the long-term goal is, but in order for you to get there, grit is a requirement. It, it, it's just something that you have to have. Uh, in her study that she talked about, in her research, here are some of the things that Angela Duckworth found. She found that West Point cadets who scored highest on the grit test were 60% more likely to succeed than their peers. Ivy League undergraduate students who had more grit also had higher GPAs than their peers, even though they had lower SAT scores and weren't considered as smart. I just did the finger quotes, so you can't see those. So just imagine the word smart with my finger quotes around it. When comparing two people who are the same age, but have different levels of education, grit, and not intelligence, more accurately predicts which one will be better educated. Very interesting. And competitors in the National Spelling Bee outperformed their peers, not because of IQ, but because of their grit and commitment to a more consistent practice. Practice, that's right, we're talking about practice. So it's just really interesting as you, as you look at some of those things that she found about grit. It's something that's really needed. And, and I'll tell you, I, I talked about this on Sunday, is I think that grit is one of those things that's missing in American culture right now. And, and for this series, what we've been doing is we've been looking at 2020, and we've been asking ourselves, what can we learn from 2020 that we could take and be able to implement into our lives so that we can be better in 2021? A lot of times we think, well, 2021 will be better than 2020. And I'll, I'll just tell you, it ain't off to a great start. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully things will turn around. We knew from the beginning of this year that there was going to be some fallout still from 2020. But one of the things that we said for this series is that a flip, that 2020 is just a flip of the calendar. And a flip of the, of the calendar means nothing if there's not a flip of your life. So going in from 2020 to 2021 is just a flip of the calendar. But we really want to see our hearts change, our mindsets change, our, our thought processes change. And what happens in 2020 is it exposed a lot of the elements that we need to work through. And we've talked about those over the course of the series. We've talked about just how we process pain. It, it revealed that we need to learn how to work through that and process that. A racial reconciliation. That we're not where we thought we, we that we were at. We, we got some work to do in regards to racial reconciliation. So it, it revealed that as well. It, it revealed also that as far as our nation that this divide, and, and again, that divide spilled over into 2021 with the Capitol riots. So we, we saw it there. So this divide is here and it, it does exist in our nation that there's some healing that needs to happen. 2020 has revealed a lot of stuff. And, and here's the thing that, that I, I like to say is what, what pain does, the purpose of pain, or at least one of the purposes of pain is that it reveals the areas where you need work. 
A lot of times we don't know where we need work until we go through pain, until we go through hardship, until we go through challenge, until we go through setback, until we go through difficulties. Then once we face those things, we begin to realize where change needs to happen in our lives. But here's the thing, change will not happen without grit. Change will not happen without grit. Ariel, our worship leader, came into my office yesterday and we were talking about you know church and about life and those things and then one of the things that we were talking about is just just wounds and and we were saying how time does not heal all wounds you know that saying time heals all wounds no it does not what time can actually make wounds worse it's the effort that it takes that we put into working through our wound that heals the wound now, it may take time to do that, but time itself does not heal the wound. Matter of fact, if you don't address the wound, the more time goes by, the more infected the wound may be, the more uh, dangerous the wound may be. It's not just time, but you have to go through a healing process. But here's the thing. When you go through that healing process, there's pain in it. There's pain in it. When you go to the doctor and the doctor says, does it hurt here? Well, you, well yeah, <laughs> that's the reason why I came. Yes, it hurts here. I told you that's where it hurts. And you're asking me, does it hurt here? Yes, it hurts here. But what the doctor has to do is the doctor has to pinpoint exactly where the pain is. And so the doctor may make you uncomfortable in order to do that. But the truth is, in order to bring about healing, you have to go through the pain in order to do so. You have to address the wound. And it, it takes grit to do that. It takes grit. In Merriam-Webster's dictionary, it, it defined grit as this. And I, and I read this on Sunday, but I just want to read it to you guys as well. This is grit. Firmness of mind or spirit. Unyielding courage in the face of hardship our danger, firmness of mind and spirit, firmness of mind and spirit. So if we're going to move forward, we have to develop that firmness. Because again, the reality of life is that challenges will come. Hardships will come, difficulty will come. So we have to have that grit to be able to, to fight through it, to persevere through it, to be able to, to hang on through it. And last Sunday, I, I just talked about some of the aspects of grit and, and what it looks like. So I want to encourage you to go back and watch the message from last Sunday but what I'm going to do today is there's an article that I came across by a guy named James Clear. It's called Grit, A Complete Guide on Being Mentally Tough. And he said some really great things in there. So I'm going to kind of go through that today and just kind of add my own spin to it. But James Clear actually wrote a really uh, great book about habits because it's such an important aspect for us. It's called Atomic Habits. And, and, and it really is, a if, if you are someone who wants to learn how to build 
healthy habits into your life, it's a great read. It's a great start, really practical. I, I really want to encourage you to pick it up and read through it and just take those tools and be able to implement them into your life. I, I've re I read the book and I'm actually gonna go through the process and read the book again and read the book again and read the book again. Uh, just because there's just so much meat there that you can take and apply and be able to use uh, in your life as well. So I highly recommend that you go out and get it. Yes, or, or I should say no, I'm not getting paid. Yes, I'd like to get paid. <laughs> so James, if you happen to hear this podcast, which I don't know how you would, but if you happen to hear this podcast and you wanna say, hey, hey, thanks for the endorsement, here's a little something, something your way. Even if it's just a book that's autographed or signed or you know, you have the clear journal, anything like that, hey, I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> but in his article, he talks about what grit is and, and we kind of touched base on that. And also, I would encourage you to go ahead and look up the TED Talk by Angela Duckworth. It's called Grit, The Power of Passion and Perseverance. The Power of Passion and Perseverance. It's a really, really great um, TED Talk. And it's really inspirational and it really just talks about how important it is for our kids to develop grit these days. But in his article, he says, he, he talks about how to be mentally tough how to have that grit. And in the Bible, it, it talks about this idea of this mental toughness. For example, Psalm 23, that many of us are familiar with. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Simply put, that's being mentally tough. When Jesus Christ goes to the cross, the night before he's arrested, he says, not my will, but your will be done. In other words, I am going to face this pain, this difficulty, this hardship. How does he do that? Mental toughness. Mental toughness. Because at any point, I mean, he being God in the flesh, he could have just stepped off the cross and said, enough of this, I'm out. <laughs> he could have called down angels from heaven and wiped everyone out. He could have. But he had a goal. And that goal was the opportunity for our salvation. And in order to give us that, he had to be mentally tough. You know, there's some examples of scripture where there's compromises too. I think one of the reasons, one of the very first kings of Israel was a guy named Saul. And I would encourage you to go through and read his story. His story is really a great case study on the lack of grit and what it can cost you. And ultimately, his lack of grit cost him his kingdom. It cost him his kingdom. And ultimately, it cost him his life. So this need for grit, our, our lives are fully dependent upon it. Our future is fully dependent. Our marriages are fully dependent upon it. And so one of the things that he does in, his, in this article that I love, the, how to develop mental toughness. And he said the first thing that you want to do in developing your grit is you want to define what grit or mental toughness means for you. You want to sit down. And, and I would encourage you to do that. Like sit down with a piece of paper and just ask yourself, what does grit mean 
to me? What does it mean to me? And maybe a good place to start is to start, write down examples of people who inspired you because of their grit. The names of people that inspire you because of their grit. Because there's something really powerful about their story when you have the opportunity to be able to just hear, you know, and, and just be able to reflect on just the meaning and what is what it is that they were able to to overcome because of just being able to to do so. Just being able to to press on, to being able to, to move forward. I, I think it's 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 vital that we take an opportunity just to be able to do that. So what is that moment that you can just sit down and like I said, just just write down stories of people who have grit that inspire you. And, and it could be famous people. Martin Luther King Jr. had to have grit in order to persevere through the civil rights movement and its challenges. Mother Teresa had to have grit in order to continue to serve the people in India and their challenges that they went through. I mean, we, we can go through the list of just person after person and maybe even in your personal life someone as an example of grit I, I talk about her all the time my mom my mom is an example of grit of, of just perseverance of, of just hanging in there of just pressing forth and, and just not allowing herself to give up maybe we went through times where she didn't know where the answer to certain questions might happen because my mom was a single mom trying to raise two kids and there were certain times where we would hit really difficult times financially. But the interesting thing about my mom is we just continued to press forward and move forward no matter what. There, there was never a point where I could look at my mom and say that my mom ever quit. She had this, had this grit. She had this, this faith that was just incredible, just really phenomenal. And I think it's important for us to just make a commitment to practice that in our own lives as well. To have that. But like I said, you, you can't define it. Well, you have to. Sorry, you have to make it a point to define it in order for you to be able to, to get there. You know, the other story of someone with grit I think about is Amanda Gorman. And for those of you who may not be familiar, she was the youth, youth poet laureate, say that 22 times fast, <laughs> who actually read at the Biden inauguration. And the, the interesting thing about her is she had to overcome a speech impediment in her life. She also had to overcome some hearing difficulties in her life. And it's really impressive to see how she arrived where she is. And I think the reason why is because of grit. It's because of grit. So I, I do, I want to encourage you to take that moment to sit down and just write out grit. What does it, what does it, what does it look like? What does it mean? And, and maybe even come and look at some biblical examples. I gave a couple, right? Jesus Christ, David. Uh, we can go on with Hannah. For those of you that are unfamiliar with Hannah, Hannah was this woman who was barren. She could not have a child. And she just continued to go before God and pray and pray and pray and pray and pray. And it was, it was such a burden on our heart, and she continued to come to God for it, that one day the, uh, the, the priest, Samuel, saw her 
And he actually thought she was, had been drinking. <laughs> so I don't know what kind of prayer you pray when people can look at you and think you've been drinking. That's some serious prayer. <laughs> but he saw her, and she's like, no, no, I'm just, I'm just so overwhelmed by this desire to have a baby, but I will kind of continue. And then he said, you know what? God has recognized your faithfulness, and you will have a child. Just beautiful story. So you can find story after story in scripture of people who practice grit. So sit down and define grit. What does grit look like for you? And, and just and when I say that by defining grit and what does it look like for you, maybe start to look at some steps that you could take to de- begin to develop grit. Maybe grit for you may be, hey, I'm going to go a week without missing a day to work out. I'm just going to go a week without missing a day to work out. I'm going to work on, you know, for this week, having my work schedule done ahead of time. Now, now you may be thinking, well, Kim, that doesn't really sound like grit. But another word for grit is determination. And it is grit if there have been things that we haven't been practicing, you know, in our life as well. So you want to look at that, that toughness, yes, and you want to define that toughness, yes. But there are also certain actions that people took in order to develop that mental toughness. And that's the thing that you want to do as well, is you want to begin to ask yourself, what are the steps that I could take to develop my mental toughness to get to a point where no matter what it is that I've done, I will not be shaken? Which brings us to step two of building grit is celebrate wins. Celebrate wins. It's hard to develop grit when... All you do is look at look through the long term. One of the things that's helped me sometimes when I run is like if I'm trying to run three miles and I feel like I'm ready to quit because sometimes we get that way, don't we? And I'm ready to quit. What I'll do is I'll just say, okay, just make it to the next block. Just make it to the next block. And once I make it to the next block, okay, I'll just make it to the next one. And once I make it to the next one, okay, just make it to this street. And then once I make it to that street, now make it to this street. So I, I, just, I just break it up into bite-sized chunks. So maybe that's what you want to do too. What, what are some markers that you can begin to point out to or point to in your life that says, hey, I'm starting to develop mental toughness. I'm starting to develop grit in my life. And sometimes it may be just going a little bit extra. Maybe when you're doing push-ups and you get to nine and you want to quit try to throw in that 10th one or just look at just some of the extra steps that you could take to begin to develop that kind of grit in your life but but look for small wins that say hey i'm 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 processing i'm moving there i'm moving forward because like i said it is long term it's looking at what you want to do where you want to be at long term so it's important that you look at that But like I said, make some markers along the way that will help you. So that way, when you face a challenge, you can say, well, I've made it this far. I've made it this far, and I will continue to push forward, and I will continue to move where God desires for me to go. Here's, Here's the other thing about grit, too, is for grit, you cannot rely on motivation. You cannot rely on motivation. There has to be something that's underneath that, 
that kind of continue to pull you through even when you don't have motivation. Because, you know, motivation, it ebbs and flows, right? It's just like the waves. It ebbs and it flows. So you want to make sure that under the ebb and flow of your motivation, and I wish you could see me right now, I have my hand rocking back and forth, and I'm rocking back and forth in the seat. <laughs> like, you can see me, but I'm emulating a wave. But there's that ebb and flow of our motivation. But the consistency is the ocean. That's the thing that's, that's consistent. Idea of the ocean that's there. The, the motivation may ebb and flow, but the ocean will continue to be there. There will be high tides and low tides, but the ocean will still continue to be there. So what can you begin to rely on as opposed to your motivation? And what James Clear would argue is that it begins to boil down to habits. That your habits will carry you through when your motivation does not. So that's the thing that you have to decide. What's going to be the, what's going to drive the engine? Will it be your habits or will it be your motivation? And I can be honest with you, I failed at this miserably. Tons of times in my life <laughs> is I have allowed motivation be the, to be the determining factor of my exercise. Whether it's physical exercise, mental exercise, whether it's developing spiritual, or spiritual disciplines or just disciplines as a whole. Many times it's boiled down to my motivation. So, so what Grit says is Grit says I will continue to move forward even when I don't feel like doing it. I will move forward even when I don't feel like doing it. Now, that exercise is so important for you because if you can get to a point where you consistently are able to do things even when you don't feel like doing it, when you hit that challenge, it will continue to carry you through because now you've developed that muscle that when, you, when the alarm clock goes off and you turn it off, you take those feet, you get those feet out of bed, you put the running shoes on and you go, well, Get dressed first. <laughs> that would be really important. But then you put your running shoes on, and then you go and you do it, and you just kind of build that habit. And I know you wake up in the morning, and the bed is really warm, and you stick your feet out, and it's cold, or you stick your head out of the, from under the blankets, and it's cold, or you stick your arm out, and it is cold, and you don't want to get moving. But the more that you can do that, it will make a huge difference in your ability to be able to overcome. In your ability to be able to overcome. He says this in his article, and I thought this was great. He, he gave examples of grit. He said, mentally tough athletes are more consistent than others. They don't miss workouts. They don't miss assignments. They always have their teammates back. Mentally tough leaders are more consistent than their peers. They have a clear goal that they work toward each day. They don't let short-term profits, negative feedback, or hectic schedules prevent them from continuing the march towards their vision. They make a habit of building up the people around them, not just once, but over and over and over and over again. Mentally tough artists, writers, and employees deliver on a more consistent basis than most. They work on schedule, not just when they feel motivated. They approach their work like a pro, not an amateur. They do the most important thing first, and don't shirk responsibilities. So I, I just love some of those examples that he gives of grit. And it's this is, it's one of those things that we can really move towards developing in my life, in our lives. And I'm working on developing in my life too. We're on that grit journey. 
And if you failed in your life, again, just want to let you know God forgives you. God heals. God restores. God re And we've all, we've all been on that journey. We've all made mistakes. We've all faltered. We've all failed. We all have done things that we regret. We all have taken negative steps in our life. But again, one of the things that I, one of the questions that I asked on Sunday is simply this. What will you allow to have the final say? What will you allow to have your final say? And what I mean by the final say, the final say of your life, will it be your failure? Will it be your struggles? Will it be your pain? Will it be your disappointments? Will it be the bad habits? What will have the final say? Or will it be the grace of God? Will it be the restoration of your life? Will it be impact made on the lives of others? Will it be a legacy that you've left with your life? What will have the final say? Well, again, thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. So excited to have you with me wherever you are, whenever you are. Just thank you so much for taking the time out to join me and spend a moment with me. And I really do hope that this has been inspirational to you. If so, please take a moment and share a friend, share it with a friend or family member. Maybe they'll be motivated by what it is that we talk about as well as we just look at grit in our lives. And I think grit is, it is, it's, it's so important for us to have in our spiritual relationship with God as well. It really is. If you're listening to this podcast on our website, please head over to Spotify or iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever it is that you get podcasts. Find us, look us up, Encounter Community Church. Look at our logo. And then also what you can do is subscribe. That when we post new things, you'll be one of the first ones to know about it. But again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. One exciting thing that I want to, to let you know about is we have set a date for when we are going to go ahead and start having outdoor services once again. So that's going to be on February the 28th. For those of you that are not comfortable, we will still continue to have virtual services until we're all inoculated and we can all get together once again and be able to uh, have taken the vaccine and be able to meet together once again be great we can all be at that place together so looking forward to it hopefully that day will be here sooner than later but again february 28th we're practicing social distancing to do our best to keep everyone safe but it's at 10 30 a.m and it will be in our parking lot so excited about that hopefully you'll be able to join us for that as well well again thank you so much for allowing me this opportunity to be a part of your life and just to remind you encounters about three things Love up, let's fall madly and passionately in love with God. Love out, let's make a commitment. Let's love our neighbor as ourselves. What can you do to love someone else? And finally, love in. Take care of yourself, love yourself, grow. Continue to take these steps to develop grit in your life. Well, take care, God bless you. And with no taxes or anything like that next week, I'll be here. Thank you so much for joining us for the Encounter Community Church Podcast. If you could do us a favor, whatever service it is that you're listening to this podcast on, please rate and review us. 
If there's anything that we can do better, please let us know. But by rating and review, it also make our podcast easier for others to be able to find. If you would like to support us at Encounter financially with what it is that we're doing to make a difference in our community, whether it's the mobile food bank, whether it's serving at North High School, or making a difference, again, in our community, feel free to head over to our website, EncounterCommunity.Church. Click the link that says online giving. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. That way, when we post new live streams or new vlogs, you'll be updated. As well as, please head over to Facebook and like our page. That way, when we post new podcasts, again, new vlogs, new live streams, or have church events, you'll be updated and know what's going on here at Encounter. As we said before, thank you so much. We're so glad to have you with us, and we look forward to you being a part of the podcast next week.